This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're a show designed to empower and inspire women drivers, women in the trades, and everywhere. We feature champions and trailblazers in the industry, compelling topics and information, and even celebrity interviews that are of interest to women. No topic is not allowed on our rig. We're here for women. I'm Shelley and... I'm Kathy. And Trucky. I'm Idella. Hey, Idella. Hi. Trucking is an essential industry across North America, and drivers are our frontline workers. The United States depends on trucks to deliver nearly 70% of all the freight every year. Canada also depends very heavily on trucking. Our drivers are champions, especially our women drivers. Today, we have an amazing woman driver who's been a trailblazer for women in trucking for decades. She's a true champion who's worked tirelessly for the industry and for drivers. She's a long-haul driver who's been an owner-operator. Idella Hansen is a founding board member of TEARS, Truckers Emergency Assistance Responders, and the treasurer of Real Women in Trucking. She's mentored many women in the industry and sets a terrific example. Welcome, Idella. It's an honor to have you on the show with us. Oh, it's a true pleasure, and thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it's definitely my pleasure. You know, Idella, you've done so many things, and you've had such an interesting life. We want to learn more about you. What motivated you? How did you become so successful as a professional woman driver? Did you always want to drive semi when you were a child? or? Well, I had a pedal car when I was three years old, and Dad always said I was going to be a driver. Oh, very and, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my little blue pedal car. Uh, at 11, a neighbor man uh, was getting really old and he needed somebody to drive him down to Orange County to the roller derby. So he taught me how to drive a car, 41 Chrysler with suicide doors. So at 11 years old, I was driving down the interstate and I've always, from then on, that's all I wanted to do was drive. Wow. And uh, I got in my first truck at 18. Really? Wow. Wow. Now yeah, that was a, a, that was a gas tanker. Okay. Yeah, uh, I wasn't legal. It wasn't legal, I know. I was <laughs> a, it was a company, it was a family business and um I was helping them wet hose equipment out at Canyon Lake in Lake Elsinore, California. So that was my first experience and uh I did deliver a few gas stations. Was it legal? No, I was a bad girl, but you know, the, the gas had to go. You knew what you were doing, obviously. Yeah, and driving has always been second nature to me. And I even tell people now, I look at it, if it will crank, I can drive it. It may take me a few minutes to figure it out. But if it'll crank, I can drive it. I can make it run. Uh, I run forklifts at work. Um, I load my own trailers on occasion. Uh, nothing hard, but uh, we put the stuff in the vault and I have to pre we have to load our own trailers and unload them. So... Uh, quite proficient with a forklift. Mm -hmm. um, just not scared. I'm just not scared. Ran a front end back front end loader uh, at IP to load my own trailers with bark and fuel. So um, I just feel comfortable. Well, I want to commend you know, the family that gave you such a chance at 18 and being a woman at the time. That was really unusual. Well, you marry the guy that owns the gas station is part owner in the in the bulk plant that's how that happens uh -huh. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay if you, if you marry into the fa in the Hanson family if you were married to a Hanson you were working that, <laughs> that that's all there was to it sure and and maybe he didn't want to argue with you when you said I'm getting behind the wheel right no probably not <laughs> probably not <laughs> he was a, a he, he was quite helpful um not that he ever taught me how to do anything but he always was very good at giving me opportunities to expand my horizon and he was an excellent mechanic so uh i had the 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 family and the 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 experience behind me to do what i wanted to do so you have some champions that that's so important well not quite at first dad wasn't too impressed for a long time but he finally came around okay so he had other ideas of what you should be doing 
he had some very distinct ideas what women in trucking and women in the military were. And at least he was forward thinking enough to, to realize and pay attention and learn and realize that what he thought was not true. So ah, that's excellent. How was your mom about that? Mother, mama never left the house. My mother never learned how to drive. She was well-educated, she was smart, but she, she was uh, an ill woman, so she never left the house. So my dad was my champion, you know, he was a carpenter and, and all that sort of stuff, and always told me to be independent, self-sufficient, and depend on my, and, and keep it in my name. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Good advice, though. You know, you learn to basically take care of yourself. Well, I was going to say, referring back to when you said you were operating the, the loader and the forklift and how, you know, you had no fear and stuff. I am um, a heavy equipment operator by trade now for the last nine years. And it's not a, a most women, when they think of operating equipment, they get intimidated and they're like, oh, my God, I can't do that. And that's like either way too big or I don't they don't even know how to even approach the thought process of getting on a piece of equipment. And I have to say that you're absolutely right. You have to have that either no fear or I'm just going to try it and see what gadget works, what does what, what lifts, what turns, what, you know, how, how to move this thing. Or you can feel the fear and do it anyway, which is my motto, right? Because some of the equipment that I operate is some of the largest equipment in the world. But my gosh, any women listening, you can do it. <laughs> if I can do it, if Idella can do it, anybody can do it, right? It is Amen. such a rush. You know, the day of being helpless, you know, when we start, when the, the gas stations started having self-service and, and the women pull their hands up, the, the day of being helpless isn't cute anymore. It, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was ever cute. That's I, all long gone. I yeah. <laughs> oh, please help me. It's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, like, move over. Let me get, let me, let me operate this thing. <laughs> yeah. Lead Here, follow me... or get the hell out of the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we got this. How this done. Well, uh -huh. I, I would absolutely love, um, where, where do you operate? What mine? Obviously it's a mine. Yeah. Uh, it's an open pit mine up in Northern Canada. Um, it's, uh, it's operate, it's functioned by Exxon mobile, which is Imperial up, up here in Canada. But um, it's 110 kilometers north of Fort McMurray in Alberta. It's way far, far, far north, almost to the line of uh, Northwest Territories. Um, yeah, it, it's quite the job. Actually, it's the best career for, for me, best career plan change ever from nursing to, to this. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. So I ask you, now the cab of that truck is all self-contained. It's air conditioned, heated. Oh, yeah. It, it's top of the line. It's like a Cadillac in there. Honestly, you have Caterpillar builds the best equipment and the best engines ever. And it just, it, it's, it's smooth riding. I mean, it's also how you operate too. I mean, if you're going to go Mach 10, well, that's a little different because the roads are, are pretty rough sometimes, but no, it's, everything is heated seats, air conditioning seats. I mean, you got lumbar support, you got, you know, the works and it's got like, there's 286 sensors in that thing. There's cameras all around because it's so big. You can fit 30 people on the deck alone. Right. Oh, that so, is, that's amazing. Yeah. You can't see anything on the side. So you need cameras all around these trucks. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's even got, I don't know if you guys have this in your, in, in trucks, we have a DES system. It's a safety system for when uh, you get tired at work. So we have cameras that are only uh, aimed at your eyes. So on night shift, because we work 13 hour nights uh, or shifts, days or nights, for 14 days straight. So it's a long stretch. It's all we do is sit drive for 13 hours. And um, so these cameras, if you close your eyes longer than three seconds, the, the your seat will vibrate and an alarm will, will scream in your ear and it scares the living daylights out of you. Honest to God, I, I, every time it goes off, if I, if you sneeze and you keep your eyes, your eye, eyelids closed a little too long, the alarm will go off. Well, when that alarm goes off, it, there's a sensor that sends it. It's there's somebody down in Houston, Texas, which is watching all the eyes on all the cameras on all the equipment and they see that I have my eyes closed, well, they're gonna call my dispatch and my dispatch is gonna call me to say, hey, if you're tired, you know, we're gonna get pull over, we're gonna get your supervisor to come and you're gonna have a discussion with your supervisor. Because what um, 
our equipment is so big and it's such a dangerous job that, I mean, it, it's, it was proven that uh, there was a driver, like when we were doing the testing, he was driving with his eyes closed for 17 seconds with a fully loaded truck. Oh, it's, that's scary. That's yeah. very scary. Yeah. Right. So these, these DSS system, I, I think a lot of the trucks should have them. It would it, even in, in, in uh, commercial truck driving, um, because it works wonders. It doesn't show anything but your eyes. That's it. That's all you see, right? And it's not like an invasion of your privacy, but it really helps for when you're tired and you close your eyes a little too second. Let me tell you, that alarm up your butt, it, <laughs> it gets you awake right quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Better than a real big shot of espresso. espresso. Oh, my God. You're like, whoa. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm awake. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for a while. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. Well, fortunately, I, I, uh, those are long shifts, and we have long shifts in what we do, but I'm, I'm solar-powered. I, I do all the day driving, and my grandson does all the night driving. So oh. I'm the one that gets to, unless we're in a federal reserve place, I can do, I load the truck back and do everything myself. Yeah. Of course, I'm in uniform, and I have my guns on, but... Um, Unless it's a, a mint or a Federal Reserve, then we both have to be up. But yeah. uh, I'm solar powered, so I get all the day shift. But I get a lot of work, you know, in and out, drop and hook, and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, loaded trailer. But now he sleeps, and he sleeps really hard, and he is an outstanding night driver. And it, it's been a thrill to run to uh, – I've run team with him for three years now, and it's been, it's been awesome. Wow. That would be an incredible bonding experience with your grandson. How many men, and, and it's hard for me to call him a man, you know, because he's my grandson. <laughs> sure. But he'll yeah. be 29 on his birthday, and uh, he's uh, got four years, four or five years under his belt now. And um, how many grandsons can say they spent 724 with their grandmothers for weeks and weeks at a time? They can. And, and didn't kill each other, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's learned a lot from you, Idella. I've learned a lot from him. Interesting. He, he spends a lot of time listening to podcasts and stuff like that. And he, he is constantly educating me. And of course, I, he, he, he started riding with me when he was a toddler. So getting in the truck was just second nature to him. He was piddling around with a Domino's job. And I asked him if he was, if he was through messing around and ready to get a job, real job. So mm -hmm. uh, I've uh, started two step grandsons and one step grandson into the trucking business. Wow, good for you. So you're a champion wow. all over the place, Idella. Well, I got tired of helping them out with money, you know. <laughs> Get a real job. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions? the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Now, when you, you work that many days on in four, 13, 14 hour shifts, whether it's days or night, now, do you stay up at the mine or do you tra uh, travel back and forth to your home? No, I live uh, two weeks up at camp in the mine. We have a, they provide, we fly up there. It's an hour and 15 minute flight. And then we take a 45 minute bus ride to site. And then I have a room there for the last uh, nine years. I have my own room and we live there for 14 days and then I get 14 days off. And so I just recently moved to California. So now I fly back and forth California to work. So, and then I, I also get six weeks vacation every year. So it's, it's actually a wonderful, it's to me, I think it's the best job in the world, honestly, oh, because of, of all the time off. So right. Look at that is so awesome. Cause two weeks. Yeah. Now I can't complain. I'm home for nine days. We work four weeks and we're home for nine and I get five weeks paid vacation and, and uh, I schedule my own home time and it's guaranteed and they pay there us to come go. home and pay us to come back out. But that is so awesome. So my, my, might I ask you where in California you're living? 
Los Angeles. Okay. I'm going to have yeah. to come see you. I was born, born in Long Beach and raised in Lake Elsinore. Oh. So, I didn't know that, Idella. Very interesting. Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. I would love to visit you. And, man, I'll go for a ride with you on my days off. <laughs> there you <Come> go. In. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so oh. awesome. Yeah, no, it really is the best gig. Like, it's just, it's changed my life. As, as you'll see in the book when I, when I mail it to you, um, you know, there's been a lot of hardships in life and the, losing my nursing career and to find a, you know, I, when I lost my nursing career, I was 42 and to, to find a, to, it was really hard to find something that would motivate me and inspire me and challenge me. And so learning to operate equipment j- did just that. And it's been the best thing ever. And I tell every woman out there, you got to try it. <laughs> so how, what pointed you to that particular, particular job? Oh, it was a career planning workshop. I went to a career planning workshop for three days and they give you aptitude tests and personality tests. And on the third day, the lady gave me my thing back, my, my test back. And in big letters on the top, it said heavy equipment operator. I laughed so hard. I just about fell off my chair. Honest to God. I'm like, that's the most ridiculous career I've ever heard. I said, lady, I said, I'm 42. I said, I don't even like equipment. I'm not mechanically inclined. And I said, I'm a woman. And I said, it's a man's job. I said, your test is wrong. And she pushes the test back to me and she raised her eyebrow, puts a hand on her hip and says, if only you'd believe in yourself a little bit, Missy, you'd see the test is right. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's so how that happened. Awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have a, a, a nonprofit organization here that she sent me to, which is Women Building Futures, which gets women into the non-traditional trades. And I was really fortunate because the day I walked in was the day ExxonMobil happened to be there and uh, they were sponsoring 16 women to get into the trades to take a 12-week heavy equipment course. And 170 women applied and I got picked out of the 16 and we did the course and out of the 16, they hired 11 and that was nine years ago. Yep. That is so awesome. My nieces and, and most of my nieces from my, my brother up in Massachusetts are like 10 years younger than I am, 10, 15 yeah. years younger than I am. And they all have non-traditional jobs. Uh, one paints oh, submarines. I think it's one, submarines? One does, does construction wow. work. Um, wow. They're all in, and they all are in the, the those groups of women. I'd have to look up what the, the, the group is, but uh, one's an electrician. Another one's a plumber. That's fabulous. That is. It's a non-traditional family. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's awesome. I love you all. (laughs) Yes. So are are all the women in your family, Idella, pretty motivated and not afraid to take anything on? I think on my brother's side they were. But see, I didn't meet this family until two years ago. Oh. This this was family of my brother, my oldest brother, Ralph. And I won't go into the details, but I Mm. actually just met... Two years ago, Christmas, we had they had a Christmas party, and I drove up there in my pickup from work there in New Jersey, and uh, I met 45 of them. I was auntie to 45 of them, including one that was older than me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the, man, the man populated Massachusetts. Aha. <laughs> so, and it's a wonderful family. It really is. We had Christmas in July this year up there, and... We were we were rocking the neighborhood. It is a I heck of bet. a family. Sounds like you really found some soulmates there. People that kind of think well, like you do. Well, Miss Kathy, um, what did your family think of what you were going to do and what the direction you were heading? Um, for the heavy equipment? Oh, my God. They thought I was nuts because I was 42 at the time, right? And they were like, Kathy, you're a nurse. I'm like, you know what? Nursing isn't working for me. <laughs> so... Um, it was really, they thought I was crazy and that, um, you know, that because I guess the, 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 not the old school kind of thinking, but you know, that heavy operating heavy equipment is for men, but I've never listened to what anybody's really ever told me when I should do something. So I, if I feel it's something I got to do, I'm going to do it. That's just the way it is. And well, so you know- now now that yeah. I've done this that um, and, and now that I've written my book the I'm gonna say the hundreds of thousands of women that I've been able to inspire by my change of career by my you know standing picking myself up because I was drunk and homeless and all this oh my god I was a mess and suicidal and just oh and just the transformation and what I do now it's the hundreds of thousands of people 
of women, uh, men too, but mostly women, um, have inspired them to, you know what, to maybe think outside, uh, a little bit outside the, 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 the realm of their normal thoughts. You know what, maybe, maybe it is possible. You know, I can drive a truck. I, I can do this without automatically closing themselves off to a golden opportunity, right? Just by thinking, oh yeah, well, I have yeah. never, th I've never thought of driving truck. You know, I drove, drove flatbed for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the one lady asked me, what do you do when you get a flat tire? I said, I go to the truck stop and get it fixed just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although ha having been an owner operator, I have changed my own tires on trailers and tractors. I had all the equipment to do it and could do it, but you just have to be smart. You don't work smarter, yeah. not harder, you know, but sure. I, I think that, again, I tell the women, of course, I'm 72. I'll be 72 in April. And Oh, my goodness. And you're still standard, driving. You're a rock star. You're my yes, hero. I love you. Idella is <laughs> very much a rock star in this industry. Absolutely. Well, I, the question is, when are you going to retire? And when they pry my cold, dead hands off the steering wheel. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you love what want... you do. That's, that's really... Yep. A lot of people can't say that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to. Have, I have a girlfriend that just turned. How old is Sandy? She's seventy-five. She just turned seventy-five. I have another one that's seventy-nine, and they're both still driving. But uh, wow. no, I don't want to quit. This, this is the, it. What keeps me going? I, I yeah. got to have a reason. I need to be responsible. I have to have a goal. I have to have mm -hmm. a deadline. Otherwise, I'd sit in the chair for hours yeah. and watch and do TV. What? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Or quilt with my daughter, but you know. Yeah, you're um, absolutely right. That purpose, that sense of purpose is priceless, right? And it's your passion. What do you like the most, Idella, about driving? Is it, is it the long haul, seeing the scenery, meeting people? I think it's more, well, when you're driving a truck like I do, you have as much contact with people as, as you want. You know, you got your CB radio, you got your telephone, you got social media. Uh -huh. You know, when I first started, it was pretty lonely. When they first came out with the, the talking books on cassettes, not cassettes, yeah. but on night, the, the old eight track, whatever you want to call it. Uh -huh. I've been listening to books and I, I would die without my books. Of course, now I have them on my phone, but, uh, um, now I forgot what your question was. <laughs> what, what you like the most when you're out on the road? What do I like the most? Uh -huh. I've seen the country, uh, the 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 Oregon, the canyons. Mm -hmm. I've seen triple rainbows. Ooh. I've seen moose. I've come face to face with moose going up to Oregon. Um, the scenery. Not so much anymore because I've seen it time and time again. I do like the new stuff, but I like the challenge. That's what I look for. Uh, and I always tell people, I said, well, can you back it in there? Well, if it'll fit, I can put it in there. Just give me a minute. Um, it's the challenge. Every time I sit in that seat, okay, it's a new day. I woke up on the green side and I'm happy and I'm ready to go. It's just, and I like people saying to me, can you send that late? calling the boss man and say, can you send that, that, that gray haired old gal back again? We like her <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about service. And I love the people. I really do love the people. I, I always have. That makes a difference, you know, you know, well, and now is... Kathy, what do you do 13 hours when you're up there? Do you listen to books? Do you sing? Do you have music? Do you dance in the seat? What well... do you do? <laughs> I do all, I do all, all of the above. I actually, I, I also operate the largest water truck in the world uh, while I'm up there. And it is, it holds 52,000 gallons of water. And oh, I know it's massive and it's, it's fabulous because all I do all day is just push a button that, and the water comes up, shoots out the back out of the sprayers. So I just drive around and everybody loves me because it's so dusty in the summer that I just go around and I make sure there's no dust. It's, it's a great job. But uh, it, ha it so happens that that truck holds 52,000 gallons. Well, I got to sit under this giant pipe that, that brings the water in for it takes 30 minutes for the pipe to, to fill up the tank. Well, I do that about 10 times a day. Well, I actually wrote my book, Dream Big, sitting in that water truck. I had to hand write the book because we're not allowed any electronics, no phones or nothing. So, yeah. So I use that truck as my office. I do a lot of workshops. I work with women in um, in shelters. I go to everywhere I go. I travel. I make sure I visit youth in schools, kids in juvenile homes. I've now started visiting prisons. 
Um, and so I, I, I use my 13 hours, my time to create things, to figure out, well, what can I do to, to make a, a ripple effect of change in the world using my own personal story and strength and courage to inspire oh other people God. that, you know what, maybe it's not, even if you're having a bad day, even if you are like at, at, at what you think is your bottom, you can still get back up. It doesn't matter. Right. Oh, you've oh, got you a great are so message. awesome. I, yeah. You are now my new hero. There is no <laughs> doubt about so, it. So, yeah, so now my book is in five languages. I wrote a children's book last year when COVID hit, and uh, that's for because I started, um, I do volunteer work with uh, Operation Underground Rescue uh, Railroad, and um, a rescue, I should say, and that's for kids that are being trafficked uh, for se for human sex trafficking. Yes, yes. And so I've, I've worked with uh, Tawala at Truckers uh, Against Trafficking. Yeah, so it, it's a big thing. And because, I mean, I grew up in, in you know, a lot of uh, child sexual abuse and a lot of uh, violence. So um, I remember, was it the first year in Grenada down in, in the Caribbean? I was in a church with 100, 138 students and I had brought these hands of hope and um I was looking at them talking about good touch, bad touch. And I, and I knew that my book was too much for them. I needed to bring it down to a level that, that they could understand. Right. So how do you, what can you give? You can't really change the, the social structure of a, of a country. So what can I give to create, to give them hope? So I wrote a children's book based on my own personal story, but I made it mystical. It's called the mystical swordsman of the Subman, which is a Sanskrit name for God. And um, it's my own personal spiritual journey, so they can kind of relate. But I'm, you know, I made it mystical for children, and uh, yeah, that's in five languages now. So yeah, and I got a workbook on the go. It's got six chapters for people wanting to do some inner work, and yeah, I, oh, I use my time so wisely. Awesome. I can't so write huge. now. See now, now I'm impressed. Now I have helped several <laughs> writers do books and 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 edited, read them for me. Uh, Ann Bailey, uh, Inga. Uh, Ochbacher, uh, she's a Holocaust survivor. I helped her with one or two of her books. And uh, Teresa Burrell, who's a high school friend, but I can't write. Uh, oh, anything yeah. that you read that I have ever written, Sandy Long edited it for me, and she's gone now. So I don't have anybody. If, if, if it's got my name on it, somebody yeah. gone sure help me with it. Yeah. I can't write. And, and, and uh, yeah. Desiree Woods, she can really write. And, and she says stuff. And I think, oh, I, I knew all of that, but I can't get it out. I can't say it. So I guess I'm more hands on uh, working with a couple of charities and stuff. But, oh, you are so interesting. I, yeah. I think we should become good friends. I think I we think should. I think so. I'll, you know what? When I mail you my book, I'll put in the children's book so you can have it, too. So. I'll throw oh, it in. you're so awesome. Well, when I put in my coloring book, I'll send you my book with my pictures in it. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Kathy rocks. Um, she's a real advocate for women and girls. It's just amazing. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. And Idella, you've been a real advocate and mentor to women. You're involved with some great organizations that help women, minorities, and the disenfranchised. I mean, it's really, really impressive. It's important that when people get abused, whether it's sexually, mentally, or physically, and it knows no gender. I mean, usually yeah. it's women, but it does know no gender. No, and and right. in the training fleets, it is rampant and people yes. just don't realize it because they get hush hush. And and we have been instrumental with the lawyers in bringing all this stuff and getting records un, un, uh, released mm -hmm. about right. some of this stuff. And, and, yeah. and it, it, it's important. It's so important that that because the trucking industry is picking up women from the poverty level. Uh, and there, the, the, there are people that have a business model that are 
are bringing them in and taking advantage of them, whether it's yeah. uh, physically, it's bad business models. And it's so important. Yes, we've been to D.C. a couple of times. We've worked with the FMCSA and and some other ladies in the group are really picking up the ball. Uh, I've slowed down a little bit on that, but they're really smart. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to change the industry. Good. Anybody, yeah. and you can ask my daughter. Somebody said, well, you know, we can't do anything about it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Can't, can't never did nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just one at a time. Just like Kathy, I think you are so awesome. I am definitely <laughs> going to be your champion. <laughs> right on. That's great. <laughs> Right on. When I get my bobbles out, I have a little bobblehead. I'll mail you one. <laughs> oh, those are so cool. The Kathy bobblehead. The Kapow Power, isn't that what it the is? Kapow, yeah. It's yes, got a little yes. mini. It's me in my uh, in my uh, uh, my coveralls, and it's got a mini uh, haul truck at the base. <laughs> so it's great. That is so awesome. Oh man, Shelly, so, <laughs> I want to thank you so much. I I I just cannot believe that I meant being introduced to the, she's famous. She's wonderful. She's a writer. She's an author. <laughs> oh, and, and she drives a big truck. Big truck. Well, oh. my book is called dream big for a reason, right? <laughs> that is so awesome. You're very welcome. My Della, but we're honored to have you because you've been a real well, yeah. champion for years the in, the, in the industry. <laughs> I'm just the old, old gray haired lady in the old gray truck. You've got a yeah. lot of wisdom, a lot of talent. Uh, you've got, a spunk, right? I mean, what does it take to do what you did, especially when you were in the industry? I'm sure you got pushback from men saying, uh, what are you doing behind the wheel? I mean, it had to, did it make you mad? Did it make you motivated? How did you deal with all that? It just made me want to show them that they were wrong. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah. So, you know, go ahead and keep on thinking what you're thinking, but watch this. I don't know how many times I've gotten out when I was pulling, uh, backing into difficult places and they're all standing out on the dock watching. And I would walk over and I'd hold out my hand and he says, what? I said, I want my half of the winnings. Who won? Who bet for me and who bet against me? And I want the half of the winnings. There you go. Good for you. More times than you can shake a stick at, you can see them looking, you know, and thinking, oh, yeah. And I've had them say to me, he said, well, it's kind of a difficult back. He had, I see, I've been doing it 35 years. Oh, I've heard that before. Well, okay, you know, you just whatever you think, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just get out of my way. I got things to do. That's right. And I'm still that way. I'm, I'm, my, my grandson says I'm a force to be reckoned with. Don't piss yeah. grandma off. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a huge compliment, though. You know, excuse me. Force to be, yeah, I've been called a force of nature too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, yep. my nickname down in the islands is uh, Tucker Tornado. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so you haven't just worked in Canada. You worked in several oh, no. different mines. Uh, no, no, in the mine, I just work in Canada up here. Yeah, only here. Oh. But uh, it's when I because everywhere I travel, I always make a point of going to work with the communities. Right? Doesn't matter where I go. That's the first thing. Bring me to the hood. Bring me where people are struggling. That's who I want to talk to. I don't want. Don't put me in some fancy hotel where people are all fake. Right? I want to see people that are real, that are hurting, that need my help, that mm-hmm. you know need anything. A word of inspiration. That's interesting. That's interesting because I I did visit some of the orphanages and stuff when when I went. Uh, down into some foreign countries, but I haven't done a lot of that, but it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I do, I do take Kathy time as well, but it's also very important to me. Like in the morning, I'll go to the schools. The afternoon is my beach time. And in the evenings, I'll do the women's shelters, the prisons and the communities. Well, that's, that's, that's that's your true champion. Our community (laughs) is where it's at, you know, even if it's just driving the, the, the garden tour bus for the Daffodil Festival, it, it, the community is what it's all about. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And and that's the foundation of humanity and, and certainly the driver community, most definitely our country. And this is something that um, I've preached about for quite some time, doesn't recognize how important drivers are and what um, Idella and Kathy are doing um, to help other women, that's huge. Uh, we need advocates. We need people who can do positive things. And, and both of you are doing that. I mean, you know how to pay it forward. 
the biggest message for anybody is that you, you have to to believe in the power within yourself. Yeah. Not what other people are saying or, or their opinions or it doesn't matter. If you believe that you can do it, that you have the power, yep. you can be you can do anything, anything. Right. Oh, absolutely. So many of the women say, well, I'm 52. Am I too old? I'm 61. Am I too old? And no, no you're, not. you're not too old. I know nope. a lady not just too long ago who was 70, 70. She was my age and she went to school and got her CDL and is now driving a mail truck. Really? Excellent. That's excellent. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. So you're not too old. You're not no. too old. Yeah. Well, there are people right. who they may eventually a... take my driver's license away from me, but not yet. Yeah, not yet. It's all that matters. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> You'll be driving as long as you want, Ivella. Absolutely. Let's hope. Yes. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So what motivates you, Idella? Um, there, there are a lot of things that you're involved with, uh, some great nonprofits like Trucker's Christmas Group and, and certainly Real Women in Trucking. What really is some of your passion? Uh, what kind of changes do you think need to be made? And, and where do you think we could make the world a better place? I have a couple of things I'm uh, uh, passionate about, and education is one of them. We need to train the trainers. We need mm-hmm. to have a curriculum. We need a criteria. And we need a, a, an answering system, uh, um, accountability. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very doable. There are people out there that are putting it together and it needs to be nationwide. It needs to be universal, just like the school curriculum, you know, to, to graduate from high school, you have to have this, this, and this. And, and I think training, training fleets that are mm-hmm. taking advantage, I think education is where it's at. And if they don't step up to the table and don't do, don't meet the, the criteria in the curriculum and the accountability, then they don't get to train. Um, it's very, very important. And, 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 uh, they're, they're trying to do some initiatives in, in up at, uh, FMCSA, but the, and they're going to fund it, but they're fun. They're one of the biggest group that's going to do it is one of the worst systems in the country. I mean, they just, they just lost a $5 million suit because of some of the things they do. So it's important that we keep pointing this stuff out and keep pointing them out and reminding them and, and, and telling them it's education, education, education. Yeah. And uh, every time somebody says something, you know, it, it, we want to get to them before it happens. I don't want to have to rescue that lady because she was abused and put out of the truck in Colorado. Like I did last year. And there was a small town and it was cold and it was COVID and they wouldn't let her come in the truck stop. I don't want to have to do that again. Mm. It shouldn't have happened. All of this should have been stopped before it ever happened. Stop it before it starts. What happened with this particular individual? So there may be people not aware of this and this is some good education that people need to know about. It was a small town in Colorado and uh she called in she 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 did have a, a rider with her and a kitty cat and i won't name the company but they decided that she she had got into it with her dispatcher or whatever and they decided to put her out of the truck so they sent a, a cop and a wrecker after the truck at two o'clock in the morning in this small town she was sleeping they gave her 20 minutes to get her stuff out of the truck <sighs> and it was two o'clock in the morning uh, it, wow. there was a small cough truck stop there called the coffee cup, but it was COVID. So nobody was allowed to stay inside. She couldn't go into the, there was a hotel there, but they were full. They only, they were full because of all the construction people. There was no rooms and it was 50 miles to the nearest town. There was no Uber. There was no Lyft. There was no taxis. Oh so, my gosh. And they were looking at being out on the street that mm. night in the cold. That's just inhumane. It is. It's terrible. It's awful. Mm. And it happens all the time. Uh, Drivers have been put out in rest areas, just drove off and left. It's horrible. But this particular time, I just happened to be at the house and I sat there and I thought, okay, my local church has a place where they put travelers that have fallen on hard times out on the road and put them up for a Mm. couple of nights. So how do you find that? So I called the mayor of the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the answered the phone, and it just so happened his wife owned a restaurant there, and he owned the newspaper. And I didn't get to talk to him, but she says I have somebody. And there was a, a retreat there, a, a church retreat that rented out rooms, 
to, to people. And we actually got them a very nice room for $40 that night and got them put in. Wow. But she had that to get out of the wonderful. truck. She, she didn't have her charger. Her phone wasn't charged. I mean, you know, you, you woke up in the middle yeah. of the night and you've got 20 minutes to get your stuff out of the truck, what you need. Yeah. And you're going to forget stuff. Oh, it's terrible. And once the truck is impounded and taken, you can't get, even if it's your driver's license or your wallet, you cannot get back in that truck without a letter from the company saying that you can get in it. Mm. Wow. And, and I'm sure the companies are not cooperative on that sort of thing, well, of too. Of course not. Yeah. Of course mm. not. So that was just one example. And I had I had to pull, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I said to him, <laughs> but I had to pull a rabbit out of the hat. There you go. That's mm -hmm. a polite way of saying it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. We get these calls and, and, and it's just it's it's devastating you know it's just devastating yeah yeah so that's what i do i pull a lot of rabbits out of my hat well and you're helping so many people that's wonderful and you've also mentored a, a lot of people from what i understand and and that's important too for women or people who think <clears throat> they can't compete in the industry they can't do it you're there to say yeah yeah you can yeah, well, just like Kathy, you just have to tell them, you know, you some people just aren't made for it. And and you have to be careful when you're mentoring like that because mm -hmm. they can drain you dry. They want yeah. you to have all the answers. And if you don't have the answers, then you're the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, you really have to encourage them to research and find stuff on their own. And, and you learn to give them little tests. And it, it sounds terrible to see if they're really interested in trying to do for themselves. Yeah, I mean, it, for them. Even in even in heavy equipment, I say that, but we've had you know a few women over the years that um, they're they're just not meant for it. Like it, they just can't seem to get the concept or backing up. Or I mean, it's not for every single person, but hey, if if your heart's in it and you really want it, you can do it, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, and I don't know about you, but I found when I was younger and pulling flatbed and stuff, the guys wanted to do stuff for me. And, and it, I was never shy about asking, I've never done this before. I've never done this, yeah. some equipment and stuff. Would you show me how to do it? And I said, I said, no, I didn't ask you to do it for me. I want you to show me how to do it and let me do it. And I was very adamant about it because yeah. when I got on the other end, what am I going to do? Well, exactly. You're not yeah. there. Right. Right? Yeah. So, sure. And I very much resent women that, that are not, not women, but drivers that, Put the little finger in the dimple in the cheek and say, oh, I'm so cute. Could you help me with this? That just <laughs> burns my toes. Yeah. So, you know, you have to really, and, and, and mentoring can be a job. I backed off quite a bit. I pick and choose. Um, and, and most of my gals have been successful. And my guys. I've got guys, too. Uh, what I do is specialized, and, and I encourage them to look for specialized work, specialized trucking. Just yeah. like Kathy, I think I think that is so awesome. It just yeah. oh, I didn't tell you that the grader I operate, uh, the it's a twenty four M. It is the biggest grader in the world. It is actually bigger than the truck that you drive. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I'm sorry. The the, the, the the tractor and trailer all all in one piece. My grader is bigger than that because when one when a flatbed comes beside me in the mine, say they're, they're bringing some pipe. And they come by me in the grader and I'm operating and I'll, I'll look down at the driver and I'll wave to him. And I get such a kick out of it. It's so much fun. I'm like, hey there. <laughs> uh, he looks like an ant down there. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a Tonka toy. Oh, my oh, goodness. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. I was special because uh, hauling them chips, I would, uh, my my husband was the, the, uh, millwright mechanic so he showed me how to operate the front end loader because everybody mm -hmm. all the drivers were loading their trucks and i was having to wait for somebody to come out and do it so went in on the weekend i learned how to do it the biggest problem i had with that is you ran up a ramp and then you dumped it over into the trailer off the end of the ramp but it didn't have any brakes if you hit the brakes it'd roll backwards and you dump all the stuff on the end of the ramp mm -hmm. so it was a real interesting piece of equipment so that, That's that, the challenge part. It was a yep. challenge, and I loved it until I fell off in the trailer one day. Yeah. Oops. Ooh. Oh, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out. And it oh, was no. at night, and the, the, the guard that ran the scales came around and did his checks, and he'd come around. I hollered at him. His name was Fulmer. He hmm. said, I said, hey, can you oh, open the gate for me? He says, what are you going to give me? <laughs> <laughs> 
opened the gate. He opened the tailgate for me. I couldn't cross. It was smooth sides. I couldn't climb out. I didn't have anything, any way to climb out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my but you goodness. know like even in my there's, there's mistakes that you make that's how you learn there's oh, yeah. the uh, the doozy the, the some of the close calls that i've had like, or it doesn't matter like i'm sure in, in your 50 what 54 years of trucking you said you must have seen some really not so good days right re- yes ma'am yes ma'am uh oh. driving up on the ramp and with a cab over and i missed the lip and not realizing it my right tire was on the out, my steer tire was on the outside of the lip and the lip that was on the ramp, which is open on both sides was between my duals and oh. my trailer tires. So to drive off of it where it pulled in, I had to, oh my God, I got oh off God. of there, came around and tried again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it was so scary. But oh, that's part of experience, right? Sure. That's part of yeah. learning. It's like, oh, my gosh, I know. Oh, my God, what do I do now, Uncle Boy? <laughs> but you know what? You pulled through, and I imagine that people who you've mentored as drivers are better drivers for it. You know, you've oh, got absolutely. the experience. Yeah. I love it when they call me and say, well, I did this. Is there a solution? Oh, yeah. There, are, There's always a solution. You know, Miss Schneider dropped her trailer, and... Uh, forgot to dolly down she says i can't get it up and i said well you just go on i said i gotta go up there and i'll get that trailer it didn't take five minutes i i know how to get them up if they're not damaged if they're empty it's easy to get them up you just mm-hmm. got just got to know the tricks that's all sure. mm-hmm. and, and that's what you know stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We have about uh, two minutes left here, Idella. Already? Oh. Yeah, I know. It's been, this has been so much fun. And I knew uh, Kathy and Idella, you get a, you guys would just really hit it off. I mean, it's just yeah. so very cool. Idella, do you have any messages for women who are thinking about going into trucking, who are in trucking or the trades, and maybe, you know, um, having a hard time? What kind of encouragement do you have? You know, I get asked that all the time and you just got to persevere and, 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 and just keep on trying. But I've gotten to the point now, everybody has so many tips and, and cues. I said, don't leave home without a jacket and don't pee into the wind. (laughs) I love it. Uh, That's great. Yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) That that was a rock song. Wasn't it at one time or (laughs) it should be Kathy, you need to write a song. Now you've written books. books. You need to write me a song. Don't leave home without your jacket and don't pee into the wind. I love it. Kathy, that's your assignment for the next two weeks. How about that? Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) We'll we'll give it, we'll give it to uh, Bill Weaver and have him write the music for it. Yeah. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He could have well, some I did fun write a screenplay. I'm writing a screenplay to make my, my book into a movie. So that's that's um, the next thing. Oh, so that'll be awesome. Well now mm-hmm. it won't be long. Nessa Asimi will be coming out with the documentary called Drivers. 
And that's all about Desiree Wood and the rest of us old lady drivers in the trucking industry. So I really recommend that when it comes out that you y'all should watch it. Oh, absolutely. oh I will. Um, and let me know, Idella, when that is so that uh, we can feature that. And uh, yeah. I'm very excited to see that. Now, see, when you do the screenplay, you need to have me uh, play a younger you, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I'm old for you. This is what I'm going to look like when I'm 70. There you go. <laughs> I love it. This I has been it. such a pleasure, Idella. You are such a, an inspiration. You're so much fun to talk to. And I love what you're doing all the way across the board. How do people reach out to you? Should they reach out to you, the nonprofits you're involved with? I don't know if you want to give them a plug. Oh, well, yeah, you can idel at uh, cdltier.org. Idel at realwomenintrucking.org. Uh, uh, you can look me up on Facebook, Idella Marie Williams Hansen. Uh, reach out to me that way. Uh, my phone number is posted all over the place. Uh, and uh, I don't have a website. I'm not, I'm not, not, not fancy like Kathy. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> This has been so much fun, Idella, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. This is, um, you're going to inspire a lot of ladies. Well, Miss Kathy, what's your what's, what's your, your tip for the day? Uh, oh, boy. You know what? If you don't design your own life plan, if you don't plan your own life, basically, chances are you're going to fall into somebody else's plan. And guess what? Do they got anything planned for you? Nope. <laughs> Build your own trail. Do your own path. Don't worry about anybody else. Right? Figure out what you want. Figure. Follow your own heart. Follow your own path. Oh, that's awesome. I love I, that, it. Thank you. I appreciate that. That 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 inspires me. Words to live by, Kathy. Love it. All right. <laughs> You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.